Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 846. This is Total Information AM on KMOX with Carol Daniel. I'm Tom Ackerman. Following the announcement that 98-year-old former President Jimmy Carter had entered home hospice care in Plains, Georgia, we wanted to get more information about hospice. And here to explain is Shauna O'Dell, Vice President of Post-Acute Care of HSHS. That stands for Hospital Sisters Health System. It includes St. Elizabeth's Hospital in O'Fallon, Illinois. Shauna, thank you very much for being with us this morning on KMOX. Thank you for having me. We hear about hospice all the time in our own lives, family, uh, friends. What is the definition of hospice? Hospice is the care. It's a, it's a all-encompassing care that we provide to patients at the end of life um, and their families. Uh, everything from nursing to social work to spiritual needs to um, anything to make them more comfortable in the last you know, months, days, hours of their lives. And is everyone eligible for hospice? Can anyone do what President Carter is doing? Yes. Uh, you know, hospice is a service that many people don't even realize is out there, and it's so underutilized. Most individuals will qualify for hospice if they have a life-limiting illness, anything from, you know, COPD to uh, heart failure, pneumonia even, or sepsis. You know, if they have an illness that is looking at six months or less, um, if following the normal treatment plan without treatment would be expecting um, death, then they would qualify for hospice. Our, our most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid, all cover this benefit. And in the story with the former president, we know that he wanted to stop uh, treatments. Does that mean in hospice are all medications stopped? How, how does that work? No, actually, uh, we try to prevent, um, you know, we don't just stop everything. We don't stop everything and just, you know, have someone suffer or, or you know, not actively do that. We work collaboratively with the patient's physician, our hospice physicians, and our nursing staff to identify what the goals are for that patient. They can continue to still take their, their heart medications and their blood pressure medications, whatever they need to control their symptoms so they feel better. Oftentimes, we do decrease medications only because we find that many patients are on multiple kinds of meds, and when we look, listen to them and talk with them about what they're feeling, uh, we identify what symptoms they need to treat, and we order those medications to treat those symptoms. I wonder if either patients or families resist hospice because it means the end is near. It is. It's really hard for families to acknowledge. They think hospice, and I always call it the H word. Like it's a, it's a, uh, like the C hard. word. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's taboo in, in some ways. But really, I think it's just they they're afraid of 
thinking that I have to stop everything and that there's no hope. Um, but oftentimes what we do is uh, we even discharge patients from hospice because they get better. So it, it isn't giving up. It's identifying what are patients that need at the end of life and being able to celebrate them and improve their quality all the way to the end. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Can you describe a, a scenario where that would be where you could go into hospice and then leave, as you just described? Yeah, um, you know, we've had patients, so let's say that I've been in the hospital multiple times for multiple hospitalizations for heart failure. And the doctors have come and said, My, your heart is so weak that we are unable to do anything else. And the family and patient decide that I'm tired of coming into the hospital. We want to go home with hospice. We get them home. We get them comfortable. We still have them take their heart medications. We still have them take their Lasix, all the things that they need to make them more comfortable, and they become stronger. Uh, and so after what we call certification periods, we evaluate the patient. After six months, if the patient is getting better and they no longer qualify because they're improving, then we discharge them. And then if and when they were able to, you know, they start deteriorating again, they can come back on service. Oftentimes we'll discharge from hospice and we'll have a home health nurse go out and just, um, you know, work with them to help with home health too in the interim. Um, and, you know, those are sometimes examples of, of how we actually improve. And, and Sean, it's just a focus. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. And Shauna, you, as we mentioned, um, the former president has entered home hospice care. And I think maybe maybe we all assume that hospice is something that does take place in a person's home. But is that true? Is Can hospice be delivered in a hospital setting or must it be at home? Oh, actually, it can be provided in a multitude of settings. It's the patient's home setting um, at that per- point in time. So hospice is... Um, provide home home hospice in the patient's residence or family member's residence in long-term care facilities or nursing homes uh, that we partner with. We You can have be in a nursing home and receive hospice. It's just another level of care. Um, many of our nursing homes uh, work with us hospice partners and to order or to provide that benefit in addition to the services they provide. Assisted livings, uh, you know, group home settings, um, We've even provided hospice and and homeless shelters um, in order for that. And then also uh, in hospitals. And then um, some hospices are very fortunate to have what we call inpatient units or hospice houses. Those are other avenues to provide. But really, uh, almost the sky's the limit. Most of us agencies can be pretty creative uh, to be able to provide that level of care to wherever that patient is at that time and where they would like to be. Staying with the former president, I wanted you to listen to this uh, brief report. This is from CBS, and then have uh, you comment on it. I'm Jim Crisul in Plains, Georgia. People from near and far, including Kyle Simmons, are reflecting on former President Jimmy Carter, who is now in home hospice care. I read somewhere once that uh, when, when somebody passes, we lose a library, and this is a significant library that we're probably on the cusp of losing. The 98-year-old Mr. Carter is said to be surrounded by family and close friends in his ranch-style home on the western edge of this small town of 500. Jim Crisula, CBS News, Plains, Georgia. And said, Shauna, to be at peace. And that's something I wanted to bring up is that what is it like for the friends and the family as well? Is it fulfilling for them to be able to spend those moments with that person? 
Yes, hospice allows uh, uh, the friends and families to be able to be with the patient and at peace. Uh, they are able to be caregivers. They'll be able to be those friends without the stress of uh, of, of medical intervention at times. Uh, it's not only just the patient, but it's the family. It's a holistic approach that we have. You know, we're very fortunate uh, with President Carter and all that he has contributed to us. And this is just another um, testament to his great life, utilizing the hospice services and, and bringing awareness to the service that so many patients could benefit from and their families that we uh, haven't had to do. So uh, I I wish President Carter and his family nothing but peace and blessings, and um, I'm just thankful for the awareness that uh, they will be able to, to know that the, his legacy has touched others by this as well. Right. If he is such a, uh, such a giver, such a humanitarian, even towards the end here, for sure. I did want to ask you before we let you go, Shauna, uh, I have read that you do believe that hospice is also a good choice uh, for patients. You've mentioned many different illnesses, um, COPD, but with advanced dementia, why is hospice a good choice for those families? Yeah, advanced dementia is actually one of our most common diagnoses, and it's because it allows the families, again, that peace and that comfort of uh, their next steps in, in the advanced disease process. You know, it's very difficult to watch one of your loved ones um, disappear, some patients may say, from them and within their eyes. And hospice is able to kind of reaffirm that their loved one is there. And these are the things that they've loved, enjoyed, and how they can celebrate them as a patient and how as a person, a husband, a wife, you know, a family member, uh, rather than just the illness that they see. And hospice allows them to be able to have that support structure and um, the added resources during the most difficult time. Shauna O'Dell, Vice President of Post-Acute Care for HSHS. Thank you for being with us today on KMOX. Thank you for having me. All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.